Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. I'm Jay Late Night Larson. And I'm Lyndon Chalky Cabellion. In each episode, we will be talking to different surfers and surf shops to learn more about them and their passion for surfing. We will be diving deep into their experiences as well as their involvement and contributions to their local communities. Be sure to check out our website and Instagram feed for updates on future shows. Thank you for your support and we look forward to sharing these great stories with you. Before we start the show, a word from our sponsors. Yeah, Lyndon, we got sponsors these days. That's right, buddy. Let's do this. The official WAX sponsor of the Late Night with Chalky podcast is... Boo Wax. The best wax in the game. Sticky icky. If you go to your local surf shop and they don't have it, demand demand it. it. It's the best. Next up is... Dash Mortgage. For what? All your lending needs. Refi, home loan, new home purchase, equity line. They're your go-to mortgage institution. <laughs> what? What's their phone number? 714-784-5736. That is 714-784-5736. Dash mortgage. Okay. Where do we like to eat? Oh. Our good friends own an insane southwestern Mexican restaurant called Caliente Sizzling Hot. What's their phone number? Caliente Costa Mesa 949-515-0909. They have a store, restaurant, front, they cater, they have the goods for small parties, corporate parties, events, and just insane good food. And if you're going to Nicaragua, where do you go? Mark and Dave's. Mark and Dave's. Markanddaves.com. Welcome, friends and family and all you podcasters out there. Welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. You got it right, babe. <laughs> Today, babe. we are in beautiful Venice, California. It is beautiful. I'm in a beautiful house. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. When our very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, surfer, charger, entrepreneur, business aficionado, Gav, Gavin Dogan. That's it. What's That's happening, it. boys? Did I What's pronounce happening? it right? You did. Awesome. Most awesome. people don't. Dude, uh, we're stoked to be here at your house. Uh, but before we get into all your entrepreneurship, let's talk about how you got into surfing. How I got into surfing, I was six years old and uh, I grew up in Umschlange in Durban in South Africa. Say that again? It's called Umschlange. It's a Zulu name. <laughs> Umschlange is actually the right pronounce, pronunciation. And uh, yeah, I just grew up on the beach and would go to the beach every day with my family. Like that was our thing. And when I was six years old, I just, uh, I, uh, you know, I would sponge when I was like four years old. I was like, wait a minute. It's not that cool lying down on, yeah. on a wave. <laughs> we all start there though. We all yeah. start laying down on the boogie. And then uh, at six, my brother actually got me a surfboard. And, uh, How old's your brother? How much older? He's like eight, nine years older than okay. me. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I just started surfing, man. He actually... Uh, your he dad pa- surfed too? 
my dad was a surfer yeah my dad was from cape town from musenberg musenberg was like a huge surf community back in the day mm. and uh he was um yeah he was part of the initial crew that helped take some of the dudes down in endless summer one uh awesome. up, you know up that drive towards um really yeah yeah was it james whitmore or something like yeah, that? yeah yeah the, I, I don't think the main guy or whatever yeah yeah um I don't think his first name is James, though, but... John. John Whitmore, yeah, that's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, my dad was an OG surf dude from Musenberg in Cape Town, which was, like, where kind of surfing started in South Africa, I believe, back in the day. Was is South Africa, like, surfing's, like, a main sport there, like some other countries, right? Like, it's footy, um, soccer, surfing, like, as you're kind of... Yeah, I think, I think Jordy has really put surfing on the map there because mm. it's like you know like whenever there's like an athlete that does really well from like a, you know a small country it's like all of a sudden they, you know they put that sport on the map you know but yeah. i think geordie's really helped do that in a big way um but beyond that i mean you know the population of you know um surfers to the rest it's very small, it's so yeah. small. you know soccer is probably like one of the biggest things there just because of like how big the yeah. african population is and then rugby, rugby is a really big deal and then cricket yeah um, cricket too yeah yeah a lot of english influence yeah, yeah. do they call it rugby or footy or is it both rugby it? rugby yeah All right, I don't unless know. things have changed since i left i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so six years old started surfing yeah six years old started surfing first, and first surfboard was what Oh, dude, it was a uh, 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 not Smith. Oh my God, I'm going completely dead. Um, I think it was a Spider Murphy. Okay. Spider Murphy board. South uh, African shaper. Yeah, South yep. African shaper. He was like an OG shaper back in the day. Um, and yeah, he used to. I think like all the boys used to ride his boards back in the day. You know, all the good surfers. I kind of remember the logo a little bit. Yeah. 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 So, surfing took over your life? Yeah, surfing just took over. I just became obsessed with it. It became an absolute outlet for me, an obsession. And I would literally, like, after school, go surfing. I, I would surf every single day. It's amazing. And I was pretty stoked. My brother, like, the first time I surfed, he actually paddled me out into, like, bigger waves. And I think right then and there, like, my fear like, kind of went away, wow. you know? So, yeah, I was just, like, obsessed with it, man. And I just wanted to be good at it. And... Yeah. Was your brother good at too, or? No, he's actually a. He, I don't think he actually even got into it. He was a good sponger back in the day, mm -hmm. and now he, <laughs> he lives in the South Bay, and he's a paddleboarder, okay. so and a foiler. Okay. So, we'll we'll change the subject really quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but your your dad was a surfer. Yeah, my dad was a surfer. He was a longboarder back in the day, and yeah. That's cool. Um, I just I just think where I grew up and my surroundings was part of like me getting into surfing yeah you know it was yeah. like the thing to do you know so well, you yeah. live, live in a pretty pristine coastline and the waves are pretty good there yeah and it's relatively warm most of the year right yeah Barely jay's been there a bunch of times yeah yeah the water's warm indian ocean yeah. you know um filled with life it's warm yeah. all year round well up in the durban mm. area it's pretty warm yeah like oh, in wow. the in the winter you can get away with like wearing a short john you know wow like, Short arms, short legs, yeah. but yeah. The air gets a little cool sometimes, but yeah. like water stays pretty warm, huh? Yeah. yeah. And man, waves get good out there, the I'll tell you. Waves are good. Yeah. yeah. So did. Okay, it's time to commit. 
2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Competition play? Yeah, yeah, so it's funny because like, you know, today I don't surf that well at all, but when when I was a Grom, I used to... I I've, used, I I've haven't surfed with you personally, but I've seen clips of you. Oh, I yeah. told you. They call me the close out barrel king around here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, when I was at Grom, I was, you know, I was doing pretty good. I, I was competing um, up until about maybe 14, 15, 16. I kind of, I actually started playing a bit of rugby and it kind of got me out of it hmm. a bit. But uh, became a jock, huh? Yeah, a little bit of a jock. I was pretty good at it. I was like captain of my team and like, you know, but uh yeah, it was a weird one. Like, um, I was like, all right, well, if I'm going to be in the top 10, I'll make money doing surfing. If I'm not, I'm not going to make money. Yeah. I don't really see myself being in the top 10. Yeah. Maybe I gave up on it a bit, but I didn't, you know, I didn't see it. So I was like, yeah. all right, I'm just going to go. You're pretty realistic it. about. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a Jew, you know, I've got Jewish parents that are like <laughs> probably telling me you're not going to make fucking money doing surfing. <laughs> so I kind of got out of it a bit because of that, you know. Jay is not a Jew. Don't let us know it's fully. <laughs> hey, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I used to compete. I, I am on the uh, business side, though. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> He's a shrewd little shyst. Oh, no. Just kidding. Come on. Yeah. Bro. So um, did a little competition. Yeah. Then did started playing some footy. Um, I think part of the competition side maybe took a little bit of the joy out of surfing for me. Yeah. It became a little too stressful and like, you know, like putting too much pressure. And I think why I started surfing, why I love surfing, is just the idea of going to surf and yeah. it being this amazing escape in nature and like, you know, just being that one time to yourself with freedom and everything like mm-hmm. that. And I think the competitive side just was like. But it, it, that's yeah. kind of like the, the the balance of like you have to do the contest to continue that love and passion and support to get like the sponsorships yeah. and do yeah. it. Did, did so you, you get sponsored? It's I hard. was, yeah. Okay. I was sponsored by Rip Curl. They gave me uh, wetsuits, um, and then I was sponsored by. Um, it was called Instinct back in the day. That was Sean, Sean Thompson's yeah. brand. That was yeah. big. So I was sponsored by Instinct. Tom Carroll rode for him for a hot second. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, the hell is that guy's name? Michael I, Burness? Yeah. 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 He's another South African guy, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I had a couple sponsors, you know. But yeah, nothing, nothing major. Yeah. Just to, you know, no, no, like checks coming in the mail, yeah. you know. <laughs> How great was that feeling? You know, we talk about this, you know, yeah. getting your first box or getting your 
the stickers for your board. Dude, like, the sticker, like, the stick, getting the stickers <laughs> where you could like, you know, put the sticker on your board, make sure you don't get any air bubbles in the fucking stickers. <laughs> and like knowing that you have that sticker on there because someone fucking wants you to have yes, the sticker on yes. there. Because, you know, a lot of dudes will be like, they'll just slap the stickers on there. Yeah. It was kind of cool feeling. It was like, all right, you yeah. know. And, I, and I earned this, it's, you know? It's still the same today. <laughs> it's still the same today. When yeah. you get, yeah. But, like, you know, even, like, Brett Simpson or, or, or Timmy, like, you're, you're, when you first get sponsored, and you know, a team manager or whatever, and then you're like, holy shit, you know, you're just a grom. You're like, I'm going to get free stuff. Yeah. You know, Rip Curl wants me to ride for him. Instinct wants me to ride for him. And then yeah. you get that first box, and you're like, you put the clothes on, you're like, damn, dude. Yeah. And then you yeah. can kind of show up to your parents like, I'm see, I'm not wasting my time, you know, I'm getting free stuff, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you at school studying? I'm like, well, because I'm getting a free wetsuit, I'm going surfing. <laughs> yeah, it was rad. So, any, like, early dream surf trips back in the day, like, as a grom? Yeah, or? like, uh, I never quite got to the point where, like, I traveled internationally as much, but obviously I would go a lot around South Africa competing, yeah. like, you know, um, but uh, my dream was always to go to Indo, which I still have not been to to this day. What? It's like the only place in the world I literally have not been to is Indo. So I think like one day when I'm like fucking not as busy as I am and I'm chilling, I'm going to get a fucking rent a boat for a fucking month and just do what I always wanted to do when I was, I was gonna a kid. I was going to say, fuck, you know? let's do it, but I can't do it for a month. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, don't, don't do it. Don't wait too long to where you're going to these perfect ways and you're all freaking broken. You yeah. Know? Go in October and November. Yeah. Those are the months to go where it's less, right? Like, less crowded. Hey, don't, yeah. no, it's good all year round. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I definitely got one of my dreams conquered where I went to, you know, Cloud Break. I always wanted to go to Cloud Break and now I've been there like three, four times. Dude, that yeah. place I is still just fucking been. ridiculous. Yeah. You know? Larson's gone, but yeah. you, didn't, yeah. you didn't score, huh? Uh, we got some pretty good waves. Yeah. Yeah. It it's, fun. Little, it's a crazy wave. Funky, that, funky, yeah. funky winds, kind of challenging, but, uh, so sick. Yeah. So sick. Any, um, any trips to, cause South Africa's, you know, it's located kind of not too close to anything else. No. You ever go to like Mauritius or Reunion or any of the other like... Yeah, I went to Mauritius as I was grown. Apparently, per my parents, that's how I got freckles on my face. It was my <laughs> trip to Mauritius, but I never actually surfed there. Uh, yeah. I never surfed Reunion. A lot of my friends I grew up with would go to Reunion. Yeah. It looks like like really sick little fun like left yeah. like point breaks over there. But never no did it, man. anymore though, right? Huh? No one surfs there anymore. They do, no. but it's... I yeah, think there were some shock problems out <clears throat> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, but, you know, I think there's, like, really good waves all around South Africa. I've pretty much surfed yeah, most of them, so you know? Yeah, um, Yeah, and then now living here in the States, like, just I've done a lot of Central South America where there's really sick waves, you yeah, know? Yeah. Like, that's kind of the thing to do. Yeah. It's... Scops... Stop... Hop, jump, what, what is it? Hop, skip, and a jump. Hop, skip, and a jump. Down to it. Like, right down down the central. That's it. There's yeah. a lot of good ways down there. Yeah. yeah. And you're close to the airport, so. Yeah. That yeah. makes it. LA. Accessible. Yeah. So, growing up, stop surfing competition. Um, did you go to college or what was your education yeah, like? Yeah, so it was funny. Like my parents were like, when I was 18 and I finished high school, they were like, you need to get the fuck out of here. 
And they kind of kicked me out and like, my dad was like, just go travel. So I went traveling, I went to Europe. And uh, after the first three weeks, lost all my bar mitzvah money that I had saved. <laughs> Called my dad, I wanted to come home. My dad told me that, you know, to get fucked. And uh, so I landed up staying in Europe for like literally like 10 months where I backpacked. I went to like 15 countries wow. and really like it was one of the best years of my life where apparently I found myself. <laughs> but uh, then I jumped on a plane to America and my brother was here and he just started a business out here. And I was like, all right, I could live here. And so I decided to stay here. So and hold up, well, yeah. backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So you were 18. Yeah. Bar mitzvah money. Yeah. Blew it all. Blew it all. In, in the, a short amount of time. Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. But you spent 10 months in Europe? Yeah, I figured out how to work. Got a construction gig. You know, lifting, doing some heavy, did some tele sales, of which this Jew crushed top sales. You I know, know. I like that. It was like the top is, employee is over there. Finding your calling right there. Yeah. Huh? So wait. So wait. I worked for like... I worked for like three months in London and made enough money to go backpack the rest of Europe. And so I went all over Europe with the money that I made in three months. You're kidding me. Yeah. What were you selling? Drugs? Dude. <laughs> telecom. Know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's called telecom over there. Teledrugs? <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. The construction job fucking sucked. But, yeah. You know, but those um, are, like, I mean, you look back, those are probably, you know, like you said, that was the best you're your life just yeah. learning okay this is a job i definitely yeah. don't ever want to do again so how do yeah. i avoid bro at 18 years old breaking my back right yeah. like thousands of miles away from home yeah. no money it made me it made me grow up you know yeah obviously. made me tough um and i you know like i didn't make much money i just like a couple nights i would sleep in a park sleep in hostels everywhere i went you know i got by i just wanted to explore and see the world of it you know yeah. what um, was uh like what did you do like um i just went all over you know do some um, partying though yeah a lot of partying <laughs> um some of some part of the trip i had some of my best friends with me some part of it i was by myself yeah um it was really like just meeting lots of interesting people yeah that were also traveling um there was no surfing involved because europe you yeah. know i mean i didn't go to france or anything like that or like the, you know like where the beaches are yeah um Hey, how you doing? Good. What's up? Sorry. No worries, no worries. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so I just partied and, and, and got you, by and explored. And you came to America because your brother was here. Came so to did America. you have to make money for your plane ticket too? Uh, or did your dad I had, help you? I had out? enough money. Wow. Yeah, I had enough money for my plane ticket. Yeah, at this point my parents were like, you're on your own. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I came here and I really loved America. It was, uh, it seemed like this very big place that was endless. You know, that was like America. It's like, you know, where I grew up was like a very small niche town. Everyone yeah. knows each other here. It's like you're a small fish in a big pond, you know? Right. And I decided to stay here and I went to college, put myself in college. You were like 19? Yeah, yeah. Um, had to get my grades back up, so I had to go to community college first because, like, the South African schooling system is different here. Yeah. And then I got a, I got a degree, but while I was in college, I worked four jobs. I was a doorman at a nightclub in Hollywood. <laughs> I would work in my brother's warehouse, like, four days a week, just packing boxes and doing inventory. What, what, uh, what's your 
what kind of business did your brother have? So he had a clothing clothing business, okay. um, and, and that's how that's how it? I grew up. Like my parents had a, a clothing manufacturing business in South Africa. Okay. So I mean, I've literally grown up in clothing my entire life. Okay. In the worst industry in the world, my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, so my brother. Uh, he uh, he just started a business where he was selling like graphic T-shirts to like a lot of the bigger retailers. There was like Anchor Blue, which was like Miller's Outpost, yeah. um, you know, J.C. Penney, Coles, like all the uh, Hot Topic, Spencers, huge, um, all the big, big, big chains. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and we, you know, and so I was <clears throat> while I was in college, I was working for him and learning the business a little bit and you were trying dormant. to teach it myself, and. Um, I was a doorman at a nightclub in Hollywood, and then on the weekends, I had a swap meet. So I'd go in Torrance and load up on all the overstock and like damages and shit like that, and set up a swap meet of my brother's stuff. And it was gnarly, man. The four years that I put myself through college where I had three jobs, you know, all these jobs, and it's just like no life whatsoever. Just four years of like, that's it. Like seven days a week work, you know? Yeah. but it was good because it really made me grounded. Yeah. You know, I was like... Um, and you were surfing. And I was surfing. I, I think moving to LA, I really got back into surfing again because I took like a four or five year hiatus, you know, mm-hmm. like where... And I think it was kind of weird, you know, like that LA would get me back into surfing when yeah. it has the worst waves in, in the yeah, world. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not consistent and it's like you said close out barrels and yeah you know yeah. grinding I don't little know how reforms you guys do it. but uh <laughs> yeah i just you know it's just being in the salt water man doesn't matter you know and i started surfing venice i started like i've i started surfing venice like maybe like 17 years ago okay yeah so when you moved here mm-hmm. back from europe you lived in la yeah i lived in LA? hollywood first yeah. so i lived in hollywood for like two three years um, and then my brother actually got a house down in Venice, and so I came down here. I lived with him on the couch, for the, well, not in that house, but. Yeah. And then eventually his wife kicked me out, <laughs> so I got my own little like studio spot, and yeah, and then just always moved around Venice, you know, different spots around Venice. So you you, you got a degree in what? What was your degree? Uh, business management, the most boring degree you could ever get. But, but it teaches you everything to run a business though, right? Um, not really. I think <laughs> running a business comes from like just being learning. Experience. Experience. Yeah. Hands, hands on. You know? But you know, there's a lot of things you can learn. Like, you know, in management, you learn a lot about like just, you know, Delegation how, you should, and, how you should treat people yeah. and work. And like, you know, there's simple things like an HR that I learned or a simple accounting stuff or, you know, so there, there's a bit of that. Yeah. but. A lot of it's just on the job, man. Yeah, and yeah. even to this day, like some of the shit I do, it's like just on the job stuff. Yeah. You know, learning as you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I think there's, there's a part of me that hopes that like a part of the schooling system changes because I, I just don't think it's the best. Yeah. You know. How long did you work for your brother? Uh, so I worked with my brother for about. 13, 14 years. Wow, long time. And, uh, what was I, your brother's company called? It was called Hybrid Apparel. Hybrid Apparel, okay. Yeah, and um, yeah, dude, we, we just started like going from graphic t-shirts to like um, all different types of categories and tops to Cut accessories to, 
and we and you were doing private label for people private label but also licenses so mm-hmm. we had all the major licenses like marvel disney you know you name so it. did your brother start this on his own here? he started it on his own yeah my my dad put him into a job for a dude that was a screen printing company in san diego called uh, mad engine and that they, they they're still around right yeah they have yeah. the marvel license and things okay. like that and they supply like they're the ones that bought neff yes yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they, so he worked for them and then, you know, he started growing a big part of their business and he was like, fuck it, I'm going to leave and just do this myself. Yeah. And so at that point he started it by himself. Yeah. And built it into a crazy big company. And, you know, there's part of it too that I got in and he actually made me a partner and I built a certain part of the business. And yeah, we built it to a serious size company. Yeah. You know. That's cool. Yeah. Family. That's insane. That's a, yeah, you, you just achieved the American dream right there. Yeah. Yeah. Coming yeah. from a foreign country. And, and it wasn't handed to you. you guys grinded it out seven days a week. Yeah. And put, that's put it, in man. your time and put yourself through college. So it's like that's that's refreshing to hear because everybody thinks like, oh, somebody just gave this to them or they yeah. just, you know, got lucky or whatever. And it, it is a little bit of luck. Because that's what I thought, Gab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you yeah. know. Grinding it out. Rich stock no, I mean, kid. You know, I grew up pretty well in South Africa. Like, my parents were, like, decently well off and all that. And I think my dad, like, really hustled to get where he was. And that's why he was like, you need to get out of here and go to Europe. And he didn't give me anything from then onwards. It's and from the then onwards, Are you serious? I fought for myself. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. Is that truthful? Like, yeah, he yeah. said, get the hell out of here? Yeah. Well, in a nice way, he was like guiding me a bit. He's like, yeah. you need to get out of here and go, you know. And it, it was the best thing because if I stayed there, I'd probably be some lazy little fucking rich yeah. Jew boy, like, yeah. you know. And so everything I've done up until this point has been me doing it myself. And obviously, my brothers helped me in a really big way. Yeah. You know, but I, the, but you put also, in time. I put, put it, put, yeah. Put and took risks, yeah. you know, like coming over here and just, you know, putting yourself through. College I kind of respect yeah. you a little bit more. <laughs> Those pictures of you charging fucking Venice and, and uh, Hammerland, I was like, damn, that dude's fucking awesome. And now you're more awesome. Oh, thank you. you. You've worked for it. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Lennon, if you could drop in, Lennon's going to give you like two stars. And if you're like cool and... Successful, yeah. hey, you're at five stars right now. He's he's at yeah. five stars. I uh, love uh, I love getting beat, beat up in the ocean. There's yeah. nothing better. There's nothing better, and that's yeah. what this show's about. Is you I know think... people that surf that have created their own path in their life that is you know awesome. But you know surfing is what connects us all. You know, and the passion for surfing is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all Groms. So yeah. so hybrid apparel. Yeah, and then what happened after that? Yeah, so um, I got out of that like six years ago. Um, my brother and I were having challenges working together and he, he was selling the business to a big private equity firm that, you know, there didn't need to be like two people running the business, just one. And so um, I, you know, decided to leave and uh, got bought out. And um, we got bought by, the company got bought by Altamont Capital which mm. owns Huff, Brixton, Huff, yeah. all that, yeah. Gosh. And, um, yeah, so I left, and since, you know, ba- basically, like, it was a little bit of a bad breakup, because we were grinding family, brothers together yeah. for, like, 15 years, kind of ended not so positively, and then I took a break for three months, and I should have taken a break for, like, a good year. 
Yeah. You know, and just because like, I was boat trip. Yeah. yeah. That's why yeah. that was your time. That was my time. Got paid out. You know? Like time to go travel. And I felt like I was I needed to still prove something to myself. Yeah. You know. Was it so, a good payout? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So really good. I mean, I don't know how it happened, you know, but it happened. And uh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And so I was chilling at home for like two, three months. Just had a kid. I was like, dude, I don't want my kid to look at me as some lazy dude on a couch, you know. So at that point, I decided that uh, I wanted to actually like we went on a trip to Tokyo and my wife was like, you know, I love like all these like really dope like stores like in neighborhoods in Tokyo. Yeah. Yeah. I was like very like it just seemed special to me that, you know, like that you could walk through. I think it was more like the Duck and Yama area. Mm where you walk through and like there would just be a random store like with homes around it. You yeah. know, I was like, yeah. I was kind of fascinated by that. And, and that's kind of the birth of GA. I was like, you know, like we should just do a dope store in Venice. I noticed a lot of like just big companies coming to Venice and playing on Venice Yeah. Um, and doing it in a way that just didn't seem like, you know, like you're not even from here. You, you know, Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me just do something, make it more community driven. The intention was, um, just to really have fun with something and do something with the community and, but not for it to be this crazy big, you know, company that I needed to build or whatever, like whatever that Your is. own terms, your own, yeah, yeah, you know, vibe. And it was a good way for me to also network and meet people and just get me out of my house and shit like that. So that's, okay. that was the birth of GA. Um, for those that don't know, GA is general admission. Yep. Located at, and you're 52 Brook Street, uh-huh. Venice. You check right. it out. Your wife kind of inspired you to say. Yeah, she was the one that was like, "You should do this." She probably wanted to just kick me out the house, but you know. So, so uh, what? Why general admission? What? What was the? the so yeah, so the you know, the the idea was about an all-inclusive community, about you know, uh, acceptance of everyone. You know, like all men created equal. Yeah. Um, It was like, you know, like in Venice, you have this like old community here and you've got this new community. And it was about like just creating this, is it egalitarian? I think is the right word. Egalitarian society of like, of all people. (laughs) Yeah. But it's, it's about, that was the idea around GA was just uh, about. Come one, come all. Yeah. Nice. Kind of like a, a, a lot of unique subcultures here. So it's kind of yeah. embracing all of those. Which yeah. is kind of weird because if you think about it, a lot of brands are not about being open to everyone. They're about their thing, right? Yeah. Like it's a, like a niche thing and that's what fashion is. And that's what, and so a lot of people would give me heat in the beginning, but for me, it was just, it was just about community, you yeah. know? Yeah. It was the most important thing for what I was doing. Yeah, uh, you know, giving local like, you know, artists like a, an outlet to like showcase their stuff, supporting the community. But yeah. you know, obviously, it's got to inspire you and, and be cool <coughs> and different. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, a part of community got lost when I left South Africa. Like, I had a big community there of friends and networks, yeah. and yeah. when I left, it's just like all I did was work for like fucking, you know, with no community, and I felt like I needed yeah. a form of community to come back into my life, and that was that. You yeah. know, so. Yeah. Duma mm-hmm. was your partner in the in the beginning. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah so we still is still a little bit involved, but yeah. Did you know each other from South Africa? No, no. So really? I thought you for sure you guys no. were growing up buddies. 
So Duma, how did Duma come about? So like, I, I think like 20 people would come up to me and say, oh, do you know Duma? I'm like, who the fuck's this Duma guy? <laughs> you know, because I think when I left South Africa, I was old enough where Duma was just, he was still in Cape Town. And I think the minute I left South Africa, he moved to Durban. So I grew up in Durban. I knew everyone in Durban, all the surfers, just from competing. And Duma was a lot younger. And so for some odd reason, because I, st I stopped competitively surfing from 16, I think Duma must have been... I don't know, eight or something, you know, oh, wow. Gram. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I didn't connect. And then when I moved, when I was here, well, I've been here way longer, but a lot of people would come up to me and be like, who's this guy? You know? And then, uh, um, so eventually we connected and um, I thought he'd be the perfect guy to join the team with GA and to help me build the mission of, you know, community. And so was, was GA already... Uh conceived and then you, you approached Duma to help you start it? Yeah, the idea of GA was established with like literally the founding of like my wife and I, yeah. you know, and um, but I needed a good team, you know, I needed to make sure I, had, I could have a designer, I needed someone that was good with marketing, I'm more of like kind of like a good business guy, yeah. you know, and, uh, and that's how that came about. And um, yeah, Duma was a really important part um, of helping build the brand in yeah. those early years. And you guys made a good duo. Yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. Um, and uh, there was a special thing that we had there. Like, everyone would be like, oh, it's Gavin Duma, the two South Africans, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. So you started in August 2015 or around there? Yeah, I think so. Or opened the doors, but probably started on the concept... Earlier than yeah, I think we started like a good like eight months before trying yeah. to figure out names and locations and um, all that kind of stuff. Location yeah. is key. I mean, that's a pretty, that pretty insane, insane. Like, location where you're at. Yeah, so it's funny. So a South African dude owns the building. Oh, so, so, I met, so, so now yeah. we're getting full circle here. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't know you yeah. were South African. Hey, you know us South Africans. We, we stick <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Dude, not Laguna, as bad as the Persians, though. It's all good. Laguna <laughs> Beach has a, a bunch of South Africans, yeah, too, right? Yeah, I know. I know a lot of them. But like, Ivan Spears and MT. and So yeah. you already had roots here in Venice, and that's why you wanted to keep it close. You really yeah. liked it because, I mean, yeah. there's a lot of surf culture up and down the coast in California. You could have picked anywhere and probably been successful with your, yeah. you know, your idea. No, I love Venice because there's just so much heritage and history in yeah. Venice. And even though Venice is kind of like there's a part of it that's kooky now with all these tech companies and stuff, it doesn't matter because, like, there's just there's the locals, so much yeah. heritage here. I mean, this is like the birth of like skateboarding comes out of Venice, For right? Sure. Like, it's it's there's a lot to it, and and that's what I love about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I now. think there's a part of general mission that tries to like keep reviving a part of that, you yeah. know, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But I, but we don't consider ourselves to be this very specific Venice brand. No. Like we're a more broader California idea. Yeah. And I, mean, I think Venice represents something as a broad statement within California. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you're not just surf, you're not just Venice, skate or street, you're kind of like, yeah, like you said, your appeal, why, why you guys are probably so successful is, you know, you get a lot of tourism here and, yeah. you know, you get a lot of different, like, mix of customers, so, yeah, uh, gotta yeah. be broad. What was your original plan for general admission? You didn't want a surf shop, right? Um, we you know, we can't, like, yeah, the initial plan was to be, a, like, I think a little bit more surf, where we'd have surf vibe, because, you know, Duma is obviously hardcore surfer, I surf, 
So we, you know, we decided to sell some surfboards in the beginning and do a little bit of surfing the brand, but we were always like confused on whether or not we should play on it in a big way or not, just yeah. because like so many brands started doing it like Saturdays and Pilgrim and, yeah. you know, um, so yeah, I think the core of it was just because we did it, like we wanted to do it, but then we kind of evolved, you yeah. know, a little bit from there. Um, yeah, you're you're one of the best, I, I guess, streetwear slash men's boutiques in the in the world, right? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. I'm um, I'm claiming it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think we're one of those first uh, stores that sort of has surf culture embedded in it, even though we don't even carry boards today. But then we're able to curate street brands around that, and I don't think that really exists. Um, but you know, I think the idea is still evolving and we want to create our own path. We don't want to be considered streetwear. We don't want to be considered menswear. We just want to have our own fucking thing. Yeah. And that's GA and that's where GA is headed. You know, was um, it always a mission to have, you know, a private label brand and yeah. flagship store. And that's what kind of this store is, gives you that ability to, yeah. You know, my, so like in the beginning, like my network with, design was not crazy because I came from the mass world of production, you know, yeah. and so I wasn't really connected in the design world as much. And we've definitely run through a couple designers here or there. Um, and I think that's been the biggest challenge is just making like insanely sick, good product, you know? Yeah. And also finding all the resources downtown and like, we don't want to make stuff overseas. We want to keep the, the production here. And so it's, it's been a good four or five years of refining how to do that well. Yeah. And I think we finally have like the most insane team. You know, we've got this Japanese dude um, that is helping design the collection with me. He's, uh, he, he, he also helps me with my brain dead stuff that we do. He does a lot of the production. He has a really sick little perspective on design that is classic and timeless with a little bit of vibe to it. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a good kid involved that's doing all the marketing, this kid Mirko. Um, and, uh, you know, also Jonas, who's the guy on the ground at GA, the, being the face of GA, he comes from, you know, he used to sell banks back in the day, comes from the, the industry. He yeah. surfs, he rips his, his girlfriend rips even harder than yeah. him. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, we hopefully want to get a cafe and open in there too soon, um, and really create this beautiful experience in there. Um, but I think we're funny, like it took a good five years of a figuring out like what path we want to go uh b just building a good team and there's been a lot of great people that have come into ga and gone and all those people have contributed in a really amazing way that have built what we have yeah. you know um but now i think we're we're it's taken five years of a little bit of pain yeah to refine the idea you know and uh, sounds like a little bit like surfing you know you have good days bad days some days you're, you're on point you're ripping some days you know it's kind of yeah you know like the way you're describing the last five years is kind of like well in venice it's most you know? most of the days is shit surfing so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's one in ten in yeah, venice right? <laughs> one thing that i've learned it's like you know tomorrow is a different sort of set of circumstances right like yeah. what's great today could be shit tomorrow yeah well with, you yeah. have to constantly be on top of it so you're not you know stuck in the shit yeah well the the, the trends change ever so fast now yeah. than ever and you know you obviously got to stay ahead of the curve and, and and have 
the stuff that's different than mainstream, you know? Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you come out with something cool or, or, or on something cool, Main Street's biting at your heels. Yeah. True. And blowing it up. Very true. Yeah, it's got to be tough. I mean, that's the idea for us is to create something that can't be replicated. Yeah. yeah. You know, like that's the and ultimate thing. Honestly, if you're true to yourself, right, and you don't venture out and try to experiment too hard, because people see that, right? If you're trying too hard to do, to do something different, you're not cool, you know? I mean, honestly, I feel like we've had a lot of that over the last five years, yeah. trying to be something we're not, Yeah. you know? And people, especially in today's world of social media and all that, like, yeah. people can redirect into something that's not authentic. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. So what do you guys really focus on? I mean, I saw on your site, like, I mean, apparel, obviously, books, mm -hmm. bath, body works, like, mm -hmm. jewelry. So the, the idea for GA is to be a complete lifestyle brand. Yeah. Um, and so when we open up our cafe, there's going to be a cafe component, but then the actual product component is really going to be complete lifestyle goods. We want you to walk into GA and feel like you want a part of all the different products in your life, which would be clothing that you'd want to wear yep. to home products that you'd want to have in your house. And that's, you know, we really want to create a, a specific perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Is what GA will be. It's funny. I was in there uh, a couple months ago and this tourist lady, she, she, I think she was from New York or something. And she bought one of those like ceramic Takate cans yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it was ceramic. It was yeah. like a, a yeah. pot holder. Yeah. And I'm just like thinking, wow, this place can sell really anything. <laughs> I mean, we've, that's what we've discovered. And it's kind of cool because I'm bringing my wife into it now and she's the one that's like designing like all these really cool home goods stuff that we're making in different locations around Mexico mm. with all these different artisans. And that's GA. It's like we want to create a lifestyle idea, not like we're not trying to be the next big fashion brand. Like that's not what we're doing. Yeah. We want to create a brand identity that you want to like, you want to fuck with in your life. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what GA that's what we want to try and create. So, you know, part of our show, we talk about like business owners and how business owners support the community. Yeah. And, and the, you know, you have a business and you have, like you were saying, you have a lot of people that contribute. How many employees do you have right now? GA, we have one, two, three, four, so there's six of us, including my wife um, and myself. Still small. Once we open up the cafe, we'll probably add like another four or five people. Yeah. So we'll be at like 10 plus. And, and those six people of GA, is, is that um, full, full time, part time? Yeah, um, pretty much full time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what like we want to help remind people instead yeah. of like shopping at, you know. H&M. Wherever, you know, wherever shitty yeah. place that you would rather not go, yeah. you got to support these local yeah. businesses because you're supporting the local community. Yeah. And, yeah. and getting cool stuff, but yeah, it's supporting, you yeah. know, you're going in there for a reason, you know, but the fact that, you know, when, when people understand what you're involved in on the community with your guys' events. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you guys throw a lot we of... Do. Kick-ass parties. Community kick-ass yeah. parties. And yeah, man. We just had one this last Sunday called Brooks Fest, yeah. which uh, which was the idea. Like, So I guess Abikini Festival happens once a year, and it's a huge, huge thing. And 
it started off as the idea of like creating awareness around our shop. Like, hey guys, it's us. We're also a Venice shop. We're down here, you know, on the opposite side, the opposite side kind of thing. But now it's become like almost like the offshoot party to be on the same day as the Abikini Festival. Um, but yeah, you know, the party's like, you know, and also when Dumo was involved, we had the craziest parties, you know, like so much fun. It's just so much fucking work yeah. putting on all these parties. <laughs> So we've reduced a lot of how many parties we have and we only want to do like a couple that are just crazy. Yeah. You know, like not have a hundred. So is that parking three. lot yours? Part well, of the... we, we have parking spaces that we yeah. lease um, and we have the ability like the land, you know, with the landlord to, to use it for some events. Yeah. 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 That definitely helps uh, create the... Yeah. It definitely does. The it's it's a unique, yeah. it's such a unique property, man. It's got yeah. the parking lot. It's a 1920s Venice building that apparently Timothy Leary used to live in. No way. Um, wow. And, you know, there's... Did you drop this, acid there? Probably. <laughs> there's photos of the doors standing outside the building, you know, yeah. the bench. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's like, it's sandwiched in a neighborhood, so there's no retail around it. But then it's like also sandwiched between the boardwalk yeah. and Abikini. Yeah, so it's, it's sort it's of like its own identity, yeah. you know? Yeah, perfect crossroads. It's on the way to the beach. From the boardwalk yeah. to Abbott, which that's a very high traffic foot street. Because you can't really park anywhere down there. You can't. It's Honestly, it's been a challenge making retail work there. Because it's not like people are coming there to shop. Other people are walking down to the beach or, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's definitely been challenging. We're the only store there. So it's yeah. like, you know, you got to convince people to... I think in today's world we and they get to go have a cup of coffee somewhere and then buy something. They don't just come to your store to, you know, it, it, there's a, so the reason why we did a lot of those parties was to create this vibe and energy yeah. that people be like, they want to come there, you know? Yeah. And it was, yeah, it's a lot of work doing that stuff. Yeah. Well, it looks like through all those events and, you know, activations and, 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 you know, kind of like this, uh, Brooks Fest, you have a lot of good reach with DJs and stuff, which is important for any event, having like that music aspect. Yeah. And it seems like you guys are pretty involved on like, at least having those downloaded on the site and, and you know, kind of these, you know, mixes, which is yeah. really cool. Yeah. You like, you like music? Yeah, I think um, for us, general mission culturally is like, it's all about culturally about like music and art and design. You guys you know? sell, sell any like old vinyl there or? So in our new store build out, we're gonna have a big vinyl section. Sick. And with like vintage surround, like it vintage speakers connected. Seems like that's resurging connected. quite a bit right now with like the old retro, retro re record players coming out yeah. and re-releasing yeah. a vinyl. Yeah, the most important thing is the sound. The sound quality of like old vintage speakers with vinyl is yeah. like the coolest like raw sound you can hear. Yeah. You know. So on on top of GA, you also have other businesses. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm the investor behind Garrett Light Eyewear. Nice. Um, luxury eyewear. He was the son of Oliver Peoples. Mm. Um, he's built an amazing business. I've been involved with him for like six years. Cool. Amazing entrepreneur. He's from Venice. Um, and then also recently, from about two years ago, got involved with a streetwear fashion label called Brain Dead. Okay. Which is this sort of like new weird streetwear idea with some you know really good creative director behind it, uh, which is a business that I help run. Nice. So yeah, that's my focus. And just you know, right now, I think I almost got involved in too many things the last couple of years. And for me now, I just want to be focused on you know those three things yeah more specifically brain dead and general mission 
is my focus. Yeah. Well, I bet you get kind of sought after for, for consulting or being partners, you know, based yeah. on the success of, you know, your past and this store and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Me, me and Lyndon are working on a, a brand. You know, we were going to hit you up after. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You know, man, like, honestly, I'm the type of dude that, like, I, I really like helping people. Yeah. And I get hit up a lot, and I, I like helping people, you know. But uh, there's definitely times where, like, sometimes, like, people maybe take advantage of you or whatever, yeah. you know. And I'm like, yeah. come on, man. Like, but, yeah, man, I love helping good people. You know, that's, that's, cool. that's, yeah. that's, 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 it makes me stoked, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I think once you're you're successful and you know how hard it is to grind it out and any advice you could help people like streamline and not make the same mistakes, I mean it's got to be rewarding to kind of like help guide and you know yeah. groom somebody that wants to go down the same path or even you know. And you know what, man? Sometimes it's okay to make mistakes because you can only really learn sometimes by making mistakes. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. No one, there's no successful business or venture without mistakes for sure yeah no and i think successful entrepreneurs how they deal with mistakes is yeah. what makes them successful yeah. Yeah. some people can deal with it really bad and they don't move forward you know yeah so yeah um a couple of random questions that we yeah. always talk about i've invited you to the wave pool have you been to the wave pool yet i have not you still haven't i have not been no. why not uh i don't Seems like a far drive to surf one wave. <laughs> yeah. You can definitely afford it. Right. I don't know, dude. I've heard, I've heard deep pockets going into that pool. Um, do you have a, a desire to do it? Yeah, definitely. I'm super down. Um, you know, I'm just like, if I go surf somewhere, I want to get a lot of waves. Yeah. I want to yeah. fucking wait three hours to get one wave that I might fall off on, you know? Like, and then be pissed. So I, went, yeah. I went to Waco, you know, and that pool was super fun. Super fun. Yeah, right? I had like, you know, you just you torture your legs, you know, and then you go eat like some Texan barbecue afterwards. Yeah, it's really sick. <laughs> when did you go there? Um, man, like maybe like, maybe like six months ago, maybe really? eight months ago. Yeah. yeah. Did you just surf it one session or um, a couple sessions? A couple sessions. Hey, if you want to get the gr a group together and go rent it out one yeah. day, it's a lot less and it's I, super fun. I actually tagged along with some rich dudes that rented it out. <laughs> it's my uh, man. You tag along with it. Wait, what do you think yeah. I'm trying to do right here? Dude, I don't. I'm like the worst Jew. I, I don't spend. <laughs> I don't fucking spend unnecessary money. You know, I'm like if I'm getting tagged into that, cool. Otherwise, I'm gonna go go in the ocean and get my free surf on. You know? Yeah, I hear ya. Yeah. Well, I hope someday. I can enjoy a session with you at the ranch. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah me, me too. too me too. What, me too what, what episode are we on? Like 26. I still haven't gone. <laughs> <laughs> the next out known invite, I'll go. I usually give it to Jonas. He cruises up yeah. there. But yeah. Yeah. So I get, get, one, get a couple waves, show the boys what's up in their pool, you know? Dude. So not man-made <laughs> waves, but what's your best like surf trip that you've ever been on? Cloud break, man. Cloud break. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, Calbreak trip I went on with Duma, another buddy of mine, James. It was the gnarliest surf I've ever seen. It oh, was like big. 10 to 12 feet, but it was a long period swell. Ooh. So there's so much water moving over the reef, and yeah. it was so scary. So scary. Duma obviously just jumps straight off the boat, goes straight up in the lineup on the top of the peak and starts charging. I'm like sitting on the shoulder just watching some of these waves coming by and then slowly working my way up, you know, the yeah. point. And it was just like so scary. I didn't have the right board on me, the right equipment, yeah. like, you know, and it was gnarly. Yeah. It was a scary wave. I, yeah. I, I just went in first day, I mean, first pumping, you yeah. know, jump Triple off overhead. the boat, and I'm like, 
cool, it's fine. I'm like, oh, I might be under a gun. Holy, holy, whoa, what, you know, like yeah. dodging some big bombs. Yeah. And then Alex Gray paddles out. And oh, just tames He's it. like, is there any barrels? I'm like, yeah, it's kind of shifty and kind of almond, you know, not really. And then this like second reef just black hole pops up and his eyes get that big. And he, he paddles like a hundred yards past the farthest person on the point. And he sat there for like 30 minutes. Like, cause they, they just, it was so sporadic. They weren't really coming, but he did get a couple of like really sick ones. Yeah, next, next time I go out there, I'm going with the right equipment, but I want to keep charging that place. It's so sick. So I've never sick. been. Someday yeah. I'll get there. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. So what do you someday. think about the, the Olympics with surfing in the Olympics? No, I think it's rad. You know, I think, uh, I think it's just going to keep growing the sport and awareness of the sport. You know, there's a part of like what I think the WSL has done that is super kooky to surfing, but then there's also a part that I think they're doing a really good job to yeah. like, you know, grow, We're, grow, grow the the sport. Yeah. You know? With with us being surfers, and you're, obviously we're going to critique the WSL like just like anything, like your buddy or you know, it's like yeah. I'm a big fan of surfing, and there's a lot of stuff I love about it, but like you said, they're they're appealing to that mass audience, so yeah. it kind of gets kooky. Yeah. But the you know, only you thing I I don't like is the Jeep commercial. <laughs> That's funny. I ride waves, <laughs> mountains, sand, hillsides, mud. <laughs> it's the worst yeah. commercial. I mean, I don't know how that gap passed everybody, and they keep playing it. Yeah, it's oh, kind of well, crazy. Whatever. Some, you know, whatever. it's funny how yeah, it's just it's hard for some of. The, it's just funny how. On a core thing, something's not core. Yeah, you know, if that makes sense. It, like, it's a fine line that they have to, to walk. We, yeah. I mean, dude, like the quality of the broadcasts, the way yeah. that the surfers are, you know. Yeah, I think you know it's some, elevated. Some some surfers interview really well. Some are just like. Did Did you Come see on, the? People, like, <laughs> put it did you see Ed, the staff? Kolo, Kolo, hey. yeah. No, no, no. Was, uh, oh, no um, Griffin. Griffin. Oh, that did was you see so that sick, interview? Dude. No, dude, it's insane he said he had to take a number two during his heat and he ran out and like that's he he took off his jersey took off his wetsuit dropped off the kids and and that stuff i appreciate because they're being real yeah and that's what i i I genuinely like when they do interviews it's just when you know they're not putting together and you know i don't know it's kind of cookie sometimes but for the most part like the behind the scenes stuff that likes killer like uh Peter King does and yeah. some of those raw footage lines. I love it. I love it's it. It's cool. Stab's doing yeah. a great job with that no contest. Yeah, yeah, man. I love Stab. I think Stab's uh you know, Sam is he's 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 got amazing vision for yeah. for what Stab is. And honestly Stab's like the one thing that is reviving a part of like that cool factor of surfing. Yeah. You yeah. Know? The contest uh, at the wave pool, yeah. yeah, that's amazing. So sick. They do a good just job. The stab in the dark. That yeah. was freaking yeah. genius. But they do yeah. a good job of promoting surfing in general, but not just the contest surfers, yeah. but the personality yeah. or or have you, the, have you or watched the, the no contest yet? No, it's yeah, pretty it's sick insane. with Ashton. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's insane. He's yeah. the that Ashton's the best dude ever. He, too. Yeah, we'd love to get him yeah. on the show if you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tell him. But yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, they tap into, you know, kind of a different arena of, of the take on surf, you know, and, yeah. and yeah. behind the scenes. And, and they do of, like a, a report on the on the culture yeah. of each stop. So it's yeah. pretty bitching. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, foiling? You've been foiling Fuck yet? Fuck foiling. 
Spoilers <laughs> must die. Tight surf? I'm kidding. Nope. Nothing. Keep it real. I, I'm so busy and I, I tell everybody, I'm like, I, if, if I didn't have a job, yeah, I'd golf, I'd kite, I'd foil, I'd do all this stuff, but I got three jobs and three kids and a wife and, I, you know, yeah. I, if I'm not surfing, I'm working and if I'm not, you know, working, I'm trying to hang out with my kids and surf. Yeah. Like, real surf. Yeah, I just, uh, you know, if you're going to foil, go do it where there's no one, you know? Yeah. Like, otherwise it's kind of, a, of obnoxious and like, huh? Is it happening here? Uh, a little bit over here, not yeah. as much, you know? But, you know, I hear all good stories about it and all that, but it's like, dude, when there's waves, we're, so, we're in the water. I want to be in the water. Yeah. Not on top of the water, you know? Yeah. When's the last time you surfed? Uh, two days ago. It's kind of fun out here. Yeah. It's been yeah. good, good yeah. early fall. My last month with a little combo. Yeah. The water's still so damn warm. Yeah. I'm kind of bummed we never got any big south swells, you know? Yeah. I was really hoping for a couple closeout barrels. <laughs> <laughs> come down to our hood it's always closed up yeah. no, I'm just kidding last month like I said last couple you know months has been good good combo as well yeah it's been fun um I mean what else are we talk about I mean anything you want to promote for, yeah. for the future are you um no I'm not a promotional guy I guess <laughs> yeah I uh I just want to keep doing some good shit you know and uh yeah, that's pretty much it. You know, I, lo I love surfing. Surfing is a part of who I am. Um, but it's also not a, like, I don't, I don't see myself within my business as being like the surf business guy that right. promotes surfing. Yeah. It's just like a cultural part of who I am, yep. you know? Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing much, man. Any other maybe additional stores of general mission is to focus here no I think the first focus is to really refine everything refine what we're doing yeah. and it's taken time it's taken money but it's like you know it's a complete passion love project yeah. and it's like I'm really trying to create something that has not been done yeah and hoping with the hope that it's going to really take off and work but I think there's a little spot side of it that is working already and that I'm really stoked about you know yeah well the store is beautiful and if anybody like you know wants to come check out cool products with a cool staff in a cool area like come come check out general mission yeah yeah and it's 52 brooks 52 brooks ave in venice and it's in between the boardwalk and abikini yeah. don't go to abikini because it sucks <laughs> <laughs> true um uh, so you, you kind of mentioned that you might have something brewing a second location no no, no, no. And, and honestly, dude, like, you know, when I see brands open up like tons of multiple locations, it's like for us, General Missions, this like beautiful cultural brand. Like, yeah. how do we replicate that culture in different locations? Be, you know, otherwise it's just going to be a product thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the future of GA, if we do expand and open into different locations, it's gonna be diff like, it'll be more true to where we are. Yeah. And it's just not gonna be a, you know, copy and paste sort of idea. Yeah, you almost you have know? to find somebody that has, you know, the identical mindset in that yeah. culture, in that area, and, and, and they could, those. yeah, simulate that like local community that you, and it's hard to replicate that. No. You know? And it's also not authentic. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, the problem I have, like, we have, I think, seven Garrett Light stores. And one of our hardest part of what we do in those stores is the staffing. And sometimes we would send our Venice dudes that work in the Venice store to a store in Texas. Yeah. And just and, and immediately sales are up by 30%. You know, mm -hmm. like, 
because they get the, the vibe. Yeah, the they just they it. create and communicate that yeah. energy of what the brand is in that location. It's cool. And it's yeah, it's, that's what makes General Mission so special. You walk in there and know you have this complete authentic thing where you got kids from Venice that work there. Yeah. You got people that are part of the brand there. And it's like, how do you replicate that in a different place? Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be that. Like for us, we have an e-commerce out, outlet to grow. Yeah. You know, and I don't, you know, it, it could be more of a cafe in a different location that's different. Like, yeah. so no future plans right now. The first plan is to try, you know, to really make what we have going on over there work. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, looks like you're doing a good job. Yeah. Thank you. Well, man, I think we covered everything we needed to cover today. Yeah. Um, Gav, someday, hope you, you uh, w hopefully we get to go with you on your boat trip. Yeah. <laughs> not for a month, but. A month. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, a couple more years I'll be there, hopefully. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to do that. It seems like Indo is kind of. Uh, there's a lot of people in Indo now, you know, it's yeah. not as like back in the day, no. like when you see those old search Ripple, you know, yeah. movies and things like that, well, like when, that's what really like inspired That's me. everywhere. When Laura yeah. was uh, a younger pro, yeah. traveling the world, like you'd have what, one other boat at, at best? Maybe. At yeah. most? At most, yeah. 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 It's pretty spectacular back in the day. Yeah. It still is now, but it's packed. But you know what, that's, that's kind of the surfing world everywhere. It's but there's still yeah. a lot of, you know, time in. Dude, right, I still right. surf Southside by myself sometimes. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't see anybody when I paddle out, so it doesn't really matter. You're behind me. Oh, sorry, bro. He's one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's all business out in the water. Uh, no, just you're kidding. a burner, huh? No, wow. no. There you go. Uh, sometimes. Well, hey, yeah. You, you uh, Gavin Dogan, General yeah. Mission, Garrett Light, Brain Dead. Yeah. Uh, You've accomplished repeat over here, dude. Yeah, a lot of great things. Uh, you're an immigrant from South Africa, living the American dream. Uh, yeah. You worked hard for it. Yes. Um, we thank you for supporting our brands yeah. um, and the community. Uh, it, it's great to have people like you on the show. Uh, Congratulations. Yeah. yeah Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks nice for you. Love you guys, man. Wish I think you, what wish you're you doing luck. is rad. You thank know? you very much. Yeah. Best. yeah. Congrats. Congrats. Cool. Thank you. And that's a wrap, folks. Peace out. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the show. Please give us a five-star rating and spread the word. Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.